0: Tremendous, folks. There it is. Rammstein. I was watching the full-length video of that song. It is nine minutes. It's the history of Germany. It's beautiful, beautiful. A song named Deutschland. You're going to see it in the credits for the podcast. You check it out. You put it on YouTube. It's about nine minutes. It's... If you're a history person or you just love rock and roll, and if you love both, pff, man, you might be wishing the war went a different way. Anyway, welcome to another edition from the desk of Michael L. Craver, presenting to you today's episode. Memories change moods. I was talking about this at the end of episode number forty-seven, previously going through some old books, some old writing, and experiencing some personal trials and tribulations myself. I actually, spent uh, the better part of my day at. Uh, some different medical locations, on the phone, in person. Old Georgie, uh, our labradoodle, he's wearing the cone, and I got him a recovery suit, so he's he's a uh, little bit different. But I called it the nip tuck procedure. I uh, we were joking. I said the cruellest, the cruellest, if they calcified his uh, testicles and. Uh, Made him into a necklace, and uh, you made him wear them. Sound like something from that uh, new Disney movie Cruella. Those of you who are unaware, this is a live-action movie. And, uh, I guess it's originally the 101 Dalmatians. So they're, you know, a good ways into remaking all of your favorite cartoons as a child. Anyway, memories change moods. Came from one of my old books. On the front, it reads, "Everything begins with an idea." I love it. I love it. I'll read to you what it... This is where it came from. It's a beautiful little... I, I might be partial to it because I wrote it. It's always been beneficial to me that I think out loud. Using a dictaphone, cell phone, with a recording app, or my computer to capture little things. I've shared them now and again. I should do more things like that. directed at my children. I wish I had some from people around me. You yeah. know, It's a special thing for a listener a gift of time and the inflection of tone. It's relaxing for me as a listener and when recording myself. Writing is just not as prevalent. My files often turn up in random phone cues. What that means is that I have them in my overall playlist, so my phone's just going through the random songs. Guess what? Some of those recordings just happen. Instantly, I'm reminded of what I was thinking. Perhaps it's directed at a person, so I think of them. Memories change moods. I love it. I love it. I, um, I think it's very important. Uh, I was asking the girlfriend um, tonight. I said, name some songs for me that just take you somewhere else. The song kicks in and you just instantly... She said, I'm not, I can't tell you that. Then you're gonna use it. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I might, <laughs> I might, <laughs> I might use it to help, to help you dance through the kitchen or something of that nature, right? All those wonderful things. You're cooking a meal with somebody. You just grab them, spin them around, start dancing. Have a dance off. You and the guys are in the frat house dancing. No homo. You're all good. You're all good. You know, you know don't worry about it. You guys have some fun with each other." You know, when I was growing up, I, before I was trying to be romantic with with, uh, uh, the young lady, and, uh, you know, we make these very, (laughs) it shouldn't take that long, quite honest with you. We start making a meal that I think should take 15 minutes, and 45 minutes later, we're leaving the kitchen. Now, it's a wonderful amount of time to spend together. I'd sit around and have a conversation that should take 10 minutes, and with me, (laughs) it could take three hours. You ever heard me talk? Anyway, when I was younger, not so much anymore, when I was younger, I grew up, I discovered wrestling. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It was something else, folks. You know, you, you start looking, and was, I've never forgotten my first song that I really love Brett the Hitman Heart. that song's called Hitman it's, it's old you know they finally came out with an album where you could listen to the songs on your CD player i remember sitting on america online for like 3 hours to let this 1 minute clip of a song play you kids you folks who are enjoying this podcast which i record at and then encode at some of the highest mp3 rates uh, have no appreciation <laughs> for for the f- how slow the internet was, the file transfer, I would go out and I'd play an afternoon of basketball. This is no bullshit. I would go out and play an afternoon of basketball, come back in, and maybe my song is done. Oh, you know. Just to hear um, Sexy Boy from Shawn Michaels. I make
1: them feel like they're all cloud nine. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy
0: toy. Anyway. I enjoyed wrestling because it was the theatrical versions of, you know, people coming out, the song hits, bam, the crowd goes wild, and I can only imagine, because I haven't gone to a lot of concerts in my life, that there's a lot of riffs, there's a lot of beginning notes of songs that just absolutely could inspire any of you to get up out of your chair, to begin crying, to jump for joy, maybe you hear Pomp and Circumstance. And it lets you think of graduations. It could be anything. I think it's extremely important that you capture your memories and you reference them in such a way that, in, in my head, when I start hearing something that reminds me of one thing, oh, man, and what about the other thing? And then the other thing, and it just goes down the line. It's like riding the bike all over again. You can just watch the spokes turn over and the pedals are just rolling the choo-choo train, whatever, you know, I'm trying to paint a picture in your head. It begins that wheel, and, it, and as Journey sings that song, you know, the wheel in the sky keeps on turning. It's, it's just excellent. I think of so many things with music. You know, a friend of mine, I've mentioned John several times, that we are just, Aficionados, our hobby is watching movies, listening to soundtracks from movies, commentating about, you know, different things with each other. You know, oh man, this guy reminds me of that, and remember this. And And so everything is part of one big adventure. For me, it is, right? And it's great that life ties together that way. However, here's the ugly thing. And I say memories change moods. There's a duality to that. I, I try to be as objective as I can on this podcast and make sure that I cover both sides, cover all angles, not just both sides. It could be all angles, right? Where there's going to be things that are, they trigger, you know, trigger is a popular word, gaslighting. Why do you want to light gas, right? If I can explode. Um, You'd be a pyromaniac. I don't know why the people, you're a gaslighter. No, because then you'd be a pyromaniac, and that's not really true. An arsonist would be a good word. So see how those things go together? Right, because those three things tie in together. It's part of the big picture. It only makes sense how they all go together. Well, not for those people. They not go together. Gaslighting means something completely different. Dixie Chicks got the, got the song.
1: Gaslighter, big timer. Repeating all of the mistakes
0: of your father. So, for me, I also made sure that I wanted to acknowledge that some people have tremendous despair based on their memories. You're going down the side of the highway. Oh, I remember in high school that guy got killed right there. Look, there's still flowers, or there's still a mile marker across some sort of memento, uh, tribute to that person. In your head, maybe you've been betrayed in the past. I've been guilty of of betraying somebody. It's an ugly memory. It's an ugly memory for me. It's an ugly memory for them. I don't pretend that we can lay those both on a scale and one of us hurts more. It hurts everybody. Everybody. It's a lose-lose situation. And you want to do what you can as life goes on to avoid obviously repeating those things and my you know biggest fear is is failing to ever be able to curb that behavior and this is part of a bigger metaphor right i talk about the memories getting the wheel going and you know you're having the good times you remember this thing led to that thing and this thing and oh man those were the good old days but when i say curb that behavior think about it in terms of that wheel you got ugly memories you're creating an ugly pattern you want to curb that behavior you want to put it right on the side of the road or you, right on the side of the road where the tragedy happened right where that guy has been memorialized because that was tragedy and i'm trying to avoid um personally this is personal uh becoming someone who um is giving someone the type of experience that leads to them feeling like They're part of a tragedy. Now, if you have someone in your midst who is changing, they're rehabilitating themselves, they're going through therapy, they're going through exercise, they're on a journey to become the best entrepreneur there ever was, maybe they're just trying to get their master's degree. It could be a mission, it could be that they're donating their time to... Whatever organization, the church, to taking old people, to, you know, any of these things would be someone who wants to feel good about themselves doing something that society, that we have agreed as a pattern is morally upstanding. And if you have betrayed people or you've used drugs or you've got a criminal record or, you know, those things are looked at as a moral pattern of ugliness. And so when you have memories of someone doing those things around you, changes your mood, right? Hey, hey, what are you doing going in my bedroom? I just need to get the remote control. No, you stay the hell away from my purse. You know, someone might have done something in your past, and now you are skeptical, right? You do not have the same absent-minded trust. It's, the innocence is not what it once was. Would you like to have that back? Sure, I'd love to be able to trust that person. But those memories change my mood. Now, what do you do to get out of that? I suppose every situation is unique to the two people involved. Chemistry between two people is always going to be something that is different than any two other people. I believe in... You know, the, the, my girlfriend and I have been almost four years now, on and off. And we got some great memories. There's some really horrible stuff in there, too. And so she, you know, in talking to me, will completely change moods. I understand. However, she gets on to me because I don't process things the same way that she does. She'll bring something up and she'll say, Oh, you don't you think it's a joke and you I've got this thing that I do with my daughter, with my with other my children, and and then I've done it with her daughter, and you know, I'll grab my lower eyelid, I grab somewhere on my cheek down here, and I start pulling down. I don't grab up around the eye, I grab the actual skin, way below the eye, and start pulling it down, which will make your eye wider. And I say, look me in the eye and say that. and It looks just outrageous, so you start smiling or laughing. Or with the girlfriend, I'll say, if you're serious, you just look me in the eye and tell me before I count to three. <laughs> she's like, shut the fuck. You know, she just, she's not a fan of that because I, you're not taking this seriously. I am a dexterous person. I'm a multitasker. Yes, I can feel two different ways at the same moment. So inside, I feel like I don't want to be sad, and I don't want to be upset, and I don't want to be depressed. I have a a tendency to get into the pattern of something, just like when I'm remembering old memories. Oh, man, and I could spend all night going down a wormhole on YouTube or otherwise, right? You've done this. You find your favorite personality, comedian, whatever that person's relationship to you, whether as you as a listener and you're, man, I love that. Jordan Peterson. I love Ben Shapiro. I love just watching old clips of Saturday Night Live. Don't you love keeping up with the Kardashians? Check this out. Remember when that happened. Okay, go for it. Those are your things. Because like, everybody's going to have, you know, if you have one, you have your own pattern. And my tendency is if I start seeing sad stuff... Um, I'm going to look at Field of Dreams has these these scenes um one of them is called the drive home where Ray Kinsella who's played by Kevin Costner my favorite uh talks about how he he lost his father when he was younger and the last time he spoke to him he said something really awful to him and he packed his bags and he left and he you know, he'd grown up to have a, a daughter and a family and said his dad never got to experience those parts of his life. And he regretted that he never got to take back what he said. He never got to apologize. You yeah.
1: Anyway, when I was 17, I packed my thing, said something awful, and left. After a while, I wanted to come home, but I didn't know how. Made it back to
0: the funeral. Mm-hmm.
1: What was the awful thing you said to your father? He said I could never respect a man whose hero was a criminal. Who was his hero? Sure, was Joe Jackson. You knew he wasn't a criminal. Then why did you say it? I was 17. I bet you died before I could take it back. Before I could tell him. You know? He never met my wife. He never saw his granddaughter. This is your penance. I know. I can't bring my father back. So the least you can do is bring back his hero. what everybody's purpose here is. Except mine.
0: I mean, I, I'll begin, you know, somewhere somewhere in the mix that'll fall in. There's a lot of sad scenes from a lot of other movies. Uh, good or bad, the end of the Shawshank Redemption comes up a lot, where, you know, Tim Robbins playing Andy Dufresne Escapes Shawshank and <clears throat> and then Red, um, Morgan Freeman, you know, he's eventually paroled and, and meets him down in uh, Zewataneo. Is that right? Am I saying this
1: right? Dear Red, if you're reading this, you've gotten out. And if you've come this far, maybe you're willing to come a little further. You remember the name of the town, don't you? Zewataneo. I could use a good man to help me get my project on wheels. I'll keep an eye out for you, and the chessboard ready. Remember, Red, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. I will be hoping that this letter finds you, and finds you well. Your friend, Andy. Get busy living, or get busy dying. That's goddamn right. For the second time in my life, I'm guilty of committing a crime. Parole violation. Of course, I doubt they'll toss up any roadblocks for that. Not for an old crook like me. Fort Hancock, Texas, please. I find I'm so excited I can barely sit still a whole of thought in my head. I think it's the excitement only a free man can feel. A free man at the start of a long journey whose conclusion is uncertain. I hope I can make it across the border. I hope to see my friend and shake his hand. I hope the Pacific is as blue as it has been in my dreams. I hope.
0: It's just like those things when I start getting upset or I start getting sad, like I know exactly what to watch to feel just like, you know, you watch a little bit of Braveheart or the end of Gran Torino or any. Like for me, those are my things. And uh, your favorites, um, these iconic people or these really sad things happen. You're just like, oh, man, you know, what a tragic end. Or, you know, fuck, man, they killed Glenn Eastwood. And I look at that, and I experience life a lot like that, you know. To me, it's, I can put myself, I'm people use the word empath. It, maybe you're able to do this, but I put myself in that person's shoes or like I can just get lost in that. Just the same way as when I discovered wrestling years ago. And then I would, oh man, is it real? Is it not real? Oh man, you slam his fucking ass. You know, and, and I'm watching The Rock and he's talking his mad nonsense and he's rock bottoming people in the ring.
1: The Rock is gonna do to you exactly what he does best and that's lay the smack down on your candy ass. You have never, and the rock means, ever impress the rock. Know your
0: role and shut your mouth. Stone Cold's doing this. You flip over to the other channel, and people are getting hit with diamond cutters, and these guys are flipping around. It's just a fun time of like sitting there, like, ah, man, do you see that? Can't believe that guy did that to that other guy. And people watch the UFC and they see people do these amazing things, knock people out and submit them. It's all about um, the pageantry of it, really. I mean, you watch a martial arts movie, which is choreographed and it's executed. Oh, man, check out that Jet Li movie. We all used to watch Jackie Chan jump around because he did his own stunts. You're like, holy crap, look at this guy. You love it. You just love it. And and I appreciate those things and the hard work that goes into them, and uh, or the, or a great story, and so they'll go all pull this back full circle. And there's a sad thing that I watched Rambo three. You talk you're talking about when you come full circle, you can go watch that clip. Maybe I'll put it in right here.
2: Don't be down on it. Just following orders. This mission's important, John. Do you really think we're going to make a difference? If I didn't, I wouldn't be going. It didn't before. That was another time. Come with me, John. I don't know what you think about this place, but I like it. I like being here. I like working here. I like belonging to something. You do belong to something, not this. When are you going to come full circle? What are you talking about? You said that your war is over. maybe the one out there is, but not the one inside you. I know the reasons you're here, John, but it doesn't work that way. You may try, but you can't get away from what you really are. What do you think I am? A full-blooded combat soldier. Not anymore. I don't want it. That's too bad, because you're stuck with it. Let me tell you a story, John. There was a sculptor. And he found this stone, a special stone. He dragged it home and he worked on it for months, until he finally finished. When he was ready, he showed it to his friends and they said he had created a great statue. And the sculptor said he hadn't created anything. The statue was always there. He just cleared away the small pieces. We didn't make you this fighting machine. We just chipped away the rough edges. You're always going to be tearing away at yourself until you come to terms with what you are. Until you come full circle. I guess I'm not
0: ready yet. So, I just look at it and I say, "You know, it's just one of those things that I I'm sitting here and you're talking to me and you say I'm not upset and I'm not taking it seriously." I am experiencing it in a more serious way than you can imagine. And I'm right here waving my arms with my feet on the edge of the cliff and I'm trying to make sure that I don't fall over the edge. Because I don't want to be upset. I don't want to lose myself in front of somebody else, right? I think that's where the caution or the... Little red lights and all of those, you know, like when the submarine or the Titanic is going down and the automatic doors shut,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it starts closing off these sections to try to save save the ship. Excuse me. When that starts happening in the movie, you watch it and you're like, oh yeah, I mean, look at the automatic doors, they're shutting. Yeah, okay, a lot of damage going on. Are they going to be able to to survive this attack, this situation? Will they be able to survive? Same thing is happening with me in this conversation. You're talking to me. You're giving me these flashbacks, these memories that are just rolling in my head. It is changing my mood rapidly. And somewhere in the back of my head, it starts closing off these doors where I'm like... And I just don't want to experience, like I don't want to fully experience the pain or suffering, whatever torment that is going on in my head from either making a bad decision, living out a painful, you know. Whether I'm at fault, another person, who, but I just, I can put myself in those shoes. And I feel as if I can play out the energy of that situation inside of me. I really feel those things. You know, you watch your favorite show and you get caught up and, you know, you're just zoned into the TV. There's stuff going on in the room around you. You don't care. You know, you are there with them. And something happens where so-and-so, you know, you're watching Grey's Anatomy and your favorite character dies. You're watching Friends and... Ross in the I it, it's been over for years folks but Ross doesn't get on the plane you know or whatever and, or is it Ross that doesn't get on the plane Rachel doesn't get on the plane anyway Jennifer An- yeah I think Jennifer Aniston doesn't get on the plane she comes back and it's like Michael comes back at the end of the office you know just these moments just, just change moods you know it's it's good for you. It's a reminder of why you make the decisions that you make. It's a reminder of why you should have hope. You should never turn your back on any situation. We're only alive for this fleeting very, very short amount of time. Yeah, it feels like forever sometimes. I have anxiety. I have the same kind of Worry that a lot of people have. But I can get lost in that. And I am completely anxious. Total anxiety. It doesn't feel like there's water just over my shoelaces. I feel like the water's up to my eyes. And it's really difficult. And I don't know how many of you out there can use the same way. You've got this empathetic thing, you can watch the Wolf of Wall Street or you know some vicious movie, and you're like, "Yeah, you know, you're watching somebody, you know Rambo or Robocop take out the bad guys and you're feeling like a real American. Maybe, I don't know maybe 9 /11 happened, and you might be the person who listens to Alan Jackson's "Where Were You and the World Stop Turning?" Maybe you're the person that's over here listening to Toby Keith's courtesy of the red, white, and blue, right? Here's a man who's talking about the greatest thing God gave us is love. And Alan Jackson is singing that in a soft way. And he's just trying to give everybody a very peaceful mood. And then there's Toby Keith over here on the other side. Now put a boot in your ass. It's the American way, right? You know. And so he's he's got a whole different energy level. I think we both would like everybody to feel appreciated, motivated, right? Don't lose focus on the goal and I, I think that's what is ultimately important for all of us. You know, I if you have someone who has made a bad decision, your you know, your kid did something that the law is after him. You stop loving him? No, you don't give up on him either. He's your fucking family. Now you look at him and, and think, you know, and then went, man, that was stupid. Don't you ever do that again. You know, it's never the last mistake until they don't make any more mistakes. I reached a point for myself where I just said, you know, I just like I can't I can't look at myself the same way and I've like personally in this this episode particularly is a lot more about me but I personally have had this this disconnect where I can say everything is about math and science you, you know Here's what the averages are and the numbers are and the whatever. But underneath of that, I'm a human being. Yeah, most, you know, most relationships don't work. You know, most, fuck, most marriages don't work. So imagine the number of relationships that don't work. The percentages are, are against you, right? And yet you see somebody that is, you know, you, you do anything for them. You've been through everything. You lost family members together. You've watched your children grow. You've, you know, now we've you know, we've got a dog, um, and yet her contention is, you know, Michael, you make mistakes, and you, I, like, and I, it is, it's, it's, it's a much bigger life event with more weight attached to it. But in, in some ways, it's like, did you ever find what you were looking for? Yeah, it's in the last place I looked. That's a very simple way to say it. Like that, You would think that that doesn't do it justice, Michael. Well, I don't... I don't pretend that there's like closure for somebody else's suffering it's possible but I don't know that anybody on the outs, like any external forces can give an individual person closure I really I believe that they have to come to terms with those things themselves you really, really love somebody you really want something to, to happen you want to Treasure them and have them in your life, man. That can mean like it can mean a long road of growing pains, and believe me, I've I've seen it. I experience it, you know, with my children and, and that situation. And you know, they're happy kids, very healthy kids. Me and their mother would get along, right? Excellent. Get along. Why do we get along? Because I'm kind of a pushover and she don't want to argue. And so every now and then I will ramp up and say something that needs to be said. Whether she listens to it, I don't know. It's it's been said. We've exchanged that that communication, right? But um, whats what's important to me is the happiness, the state of mind, you know, the welfare is a, I hate to use the word if you're going to misconstrue that. My kids are well provided <laughs> for, and they've got extended family, and they have you know so many um, things going in their favor that other people just they don't have working for them. It's, I'm sure that there's some things working against them, but I feel like their chances and their progress are on a, a beautiful forecast. Right? Stuff's looking good. So I, because of the state of the, the children, right? Maybe I should write a paper called "The State of the Children." Because of the state that they're in, I don't. I don't have any. You know. Don't fix it if it ain't broken. Yeah, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to have them full-time, to be honest with you. But uh, to me, you know, they have great memories with me. I go through and we have all these things that we talk about. And, you know, of course, we have pictures and videos and, you know, trips we've been on. And these, you know, great memories. And um you share those memories and it changes the mood, right? Um uh, So many good memories. Not really any bad memories. So uh, I I feel good about that situation. It is not my ideal situation. And I believe, you know, as as my kids become more resourceful and, you know, they've got the ability to travel and do all these things as they get a little older. You know, there's so much that um, my family has, has, anyway, uh, gone after as we become adults. You share more. You spend more time doing projects, and you know you take on a lot of responsibility. Or you have a difficult situation to solve, and you turn to other people in the family immediately. My brother is a—he's verified on Twitter, and he does all these wild things with programming. He's a world-class guy. Um, his credentials speak for themselves. If you know who he is, great. I'm not gonna. But, you know, we still try to do stuff together. Uh, it doesn't happen uh, a lot. we both got very ambitious lives. We both respect each other's uh, self-reliance or independence or whatever you want to call it. But we know that we don't necessarily need the other person. We do things because we're family. Not out of obligation. Not out of love. Honor. um. It feels good, right? It's it's almost like nostalgic, and I feel you know so tremendous about like where I've made it in my life, like right? with the podcast. With I'm looking over here at my work desk, and I'll just read off some of the things that I've, I wrote. My dad gave me a Christmas present. It was pretty good size. It was a hoodie or a zip up hoodie. Uh, But it was in a big box from the department store. And so when it was wrapped in that paper, I turned that paper inside out and cut it into different size pieces. And I wrote quotes on the back of the wrapping paper in Sharpie. So I got this nice, you know, paper, Sharpie, and I I just taped it right to the wall. Pretty simple, right? And to to, um, keep as little tape on the wall as possible, I taped the top one and then just taped the other pieces um, to the piece above it. Because it doesn't weigh anything, it's wrapping paper. Work, and this is a, I believe this is a, a quote by, is that Eleanor Roosevelt? <laughs> Excuse me. Work is always an antidote to depression. I got that written at the top of the wall, front and center. I think that somehow we learn who we really are and then live with that decision. That's a great quote, right? Do things yourself. Feel, help, less. And that's, uh, that's a Michael Craver thing it's not as smooth it looks good it doesn't sound as smooth eleanor roosevelt great minds discuss ideas average minds discuss events small minds discuss people there's a lot of michael craver stuff up there i'm not gonna harp on my own stuff if i had a flower for every time i thought of you i could walk through my garden forever that's pretty good right do one thing every day that scares you that's pretty good People don't appreciate quiet. I'm pretty sure that's mine. The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. That's sweet, right? Follow me if I advance. Kill me if I retreat. Revenge me if I die. I like that one a lot. I don't know who. I don't know if this is mine or not. It was on an old piece of paper, and this one says. History is the devil's scripture. I don't know. That sound... <laughs> what do you think? It's something... <laughs> there's that's on a big piece of paper of it that on a different section of the wall. It says make love until you sleep like Jesus, then rise again after three days. <laughs> I don't uh... I think there's something that's very romantic and sweet about that, and there's parts of that that just seem as dirty as hell. What is this other one? Let me pull it down for you. I have the faculty of humor, and some of it has an edge to it. I'm not going to repress that for the sake of politeness. That is a Christopher Hitchens quote from September 30th, 2007. I'm assuming you could use that date to find his speech he was giving on YouTube. I think it might actually be on C-SPAN or something where he was answering questions. But my journey through memories, changing moods, is endless. Right? It it, it ends when you become a memory. Uh, I, hopefully, you meet your end, and the people have fond or otherwise memories of you. Uh, favorable would be a good, word. they have favorable memories of you, whether they're you know good things, but but not tragic things, not ugly things. They don't have these. Thoughts that you were an evil person. That's one of the things I said to to the girlfriend. I said, "I'm I'm I'm not intentionally evil," and she said, "I don't know about that." <laughs> you believe that shit? This is another piece I wrote. I promised myself I'd read this before we wrapped up this podcast. It says, and this is this is for her actually. This is for you, honey. It's important. Fall in love with something. That's the title, I guess. Take a concept, a movement that trickles, I'm sorry. Take a concept, a movement that tingles to think about. Use those goosebumps for fuel. You know the music you love? Make it the soundtrack of success. Pride should accompany any mention by yourself or recognition when others come anywhere near your passion. Can you picture it right now? Envision. What's the next rung of the ladder? How much are you willing to sacrifice? What price are you willing to pay? A negotiation begins with the rest of the things in your life, which you do not love, wishing you went after the goals with such zest and energy. Rewards you can feel. like that. You really feel the things that you fall in love with. You pursue things you love. You think fondly of them. People mention them and it lights you up because that love is what drives you. It's your spark. Anyway, I'm I appreciate you listening to me. This was a uh a late night recording after Georgie's surgery. I was up, kinda worried. I said, Let's do something with that anxious energy, right? I mentioned that earlier about being too anxious, about being getting caught in that cycle. I am in the middle of probably the most important conversation in my life. And uh, (laughs) wish me luck. Anyway, I appreciate you listening to Michael L. Craver Presents. If you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, you know this deal. You know the deal. Subscribe, share it, enjoy yourself. Hope you're having a beautiful week. The episodes, hopefully, are uh, something that resonate with you. Or maybe it's something you find that uh, would be beneficial to you. If not, maybe you find something to latch on to and you can hate me for it. Judge me in the future. But, as I'm trying to do with the most beautiful young lady in the world, my goal is to redeem myself, especially in her eyes, and earn her complete respect and trust. And I hope that's something that I'm doing with each and every one of you. Take care of yourself out there.